Welcome to another episode of Slide Between the Pages with your hosts, Beck and Amanda. This podcast is dedicated to our love of sexy, spicy, dark and gritty romance novels. Please be warned that our episodes are explicit and do contain spoilers. If you have any triggers, please check each book we recommend before you read them. Otherwise, hang on tight and enjoy the ride. Hi friends, how's your week been? Mine. Oh, me in general? Well, I mean, I was talking to the friends, but um, <laughs> I mean, I feel like they, they could be answering back while listening oh, right, yeah. wherever they are from. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. How's your week been though, Beck? Look, it's been hectic, but also entertaining. Um, mm-hmm um but yeah like we and only because we were just talking about it but I'm just addicted to a YouTube channel and true crime podcasts at this present time (laughs) yes so we both listen to creeps creeps and crimes but we um you know uh can't wait for the next episode to come out so I found another one crime junkie which we've started listening to because we Mm. do love the good true crime podcast so we do like both of those anybody who's into true crime jump on and listen to those because we are obsessed oh my god so obsessed like I love creeps and crime like I love true crime I've always loved true crime but and I think you were saying this yesterday I can't handle when it comes across like like a documentary yeah, like a I, news narration. I like documentaries, but it depends who's narrating it exactly. Right. Yeah, where and this is kind of like they're just talking like cash. You're getting their reactions to it, and at the yeah. same time, you're like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, absolutely. I don't like it when it's a documentary and it's like narrated by somebody who's just very flat, monotone, has no kind of because like they're talking about brushing their teeth, but they're literally talking like about a brutal murder and you're like yeah. show some emotion man I know I think what I like about it too is though that they the whole time they're giving their thoughts about it where yes. sometimes like I don't know it's I, interesting because you you're know. having the same thoughts a lot of the time you're like oh my god no clearly they should have done this and then they're yeah. like well you're I like, think yeah. they should have done this and you're like yes they should yes, have exactly that's what I was thinking <laughs> so much I validation know. so much validation <laughs> But I love, like, Creeps and Crimes is cool because I like the the creepy part at the start too, like the conspiracy or, like, the the spooky stories and stuff like that because I have definitely had some spooky stories, but I feel like I should send them in. I think um, you should. You I feature like on I the creepy should. stories. Yeah. I, I like listening to Morgan and Taylor. Like, they're enjoyable to listen to. Um, but I do like the Crime Junkie one as well. That's um, It's very factual, and I like the fact that they've also got like recordings and stuff from yes. like things yeah. like it it just adds to it so yes yeah. I'm there for that um, and then the YouTube that I've been addicted to is Adventures with Purpose um yes, so we probably already said, well, yeah, a lot of people probably seen it on TikTok where they I, I like the story of how they came out like how they were recreational divers but they were like you know they had this mission of going in cleaning rivers and waterways and stuff and removing cars and all of this stuff because they've got like this sonar technology but then they started like retrieving 
finding taking up cold cases yeah. of people who had specifically gone missing with their cars and i'm sorry so they've they've i think they're at like 27 cases solved in 2 years or something since they started this how many people a lot are like missing in lakes in their cars a lot apparently holy a crap lot. It is very, it's all very interesting, but it's, it's gruesome, but it's nice because the families get some sort of closure and that's, that's a good part of it. For like 20, 30 years. Exactly. And they've just been searching for them for so long. And, Mm. you know, the technology probably wasn't around, the manpower wasn't there to search for these people and they're able to provide that closure to their family. But (laughs) I'm sorry. It's just mind-blowing that there's that many people. Like, do we need to go around putting guardrails up or something? I don't understand. What's, I think what's so. Happened? I think so. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot. So anyway, if you guys have extra time in addition to listening to us, reading spicy books, uh, yeah, I mean, there's that too. There is, there is that too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, enough. Hey, I'm filming. Like, doesn't he know? Doesn't he know? Doesn't he know? I'm recording here. Dude, come and sit here. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing is happening that you need to be that alarmed about, Zeke. No. (laughs) (laughs) And if it is, it doesn't matter because mum's recording. Clearly. Clearly. (laughs) So this week we spoke to Gabby, GN Wright, um, about the Hallowed Crows MC series, which, pff, my God, so freaking hot. Mm. So let's jump over to this because, I mean, peeps are in for a wild ride here. Mm-hmm. And it's just an FYI, we had to do a lot of editing because I did let a lot of spoilers out of book, about book two, even though we weren't meant to be talking about book two. So, yeah, my bad. Anyway, um, enjoy. Welcome back to season five, episode four of Slide Between the Pages. What was that? Are you giggling at me? <laughs> like, whoa. Uh, this week we have G and Wright with us. Welcome, Gabby. Hi. So I'm happy to be here. I'm excited. And We're very excited. Happening. I don't know what she's laughing at. <laughs> Yeah, sorry. This is, you know, we should have warned you in advance that it may go off track a little bit. Sorry. Um, That's fine. I probably will be the one to take it off track most of the time anyway. Fantastic. We love that. We love that. Um, Now, what we're excited about is I have had um, the Hallowed Crows series on my to-be-read list for a while because I saw a TikTok about it and I was like, yep, that's on my list. Um, And then, you know, Things get crazy and we that's where we're like, we're going to have these people on the podcast because then we prioritise when we read it, which yeah. is fantastic. That's so a little bit about you. <laughs> it is, isn't it? It is. A little bit about you. You're obviously a British indie author who loves reading, listening to music and spending time with your family. And you have written. You're getting that off my Amazon page, aren't you? I was like, where are you finding this information? <laughs> we just know all about you. Just- <laughs> Look, I must oh, say, like, do you have any other hobbies? And I was thinking, please don't ask me that because I really don't. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
must say it was very difficult to find because I was like, I've got to find, I've got to find a bio for Gabby. Like, where is it? And I couldn't find it anywhere. And then I finally was like, maybe it'll be on her Amazon page. And I was like, yes. Okay. You'll find I'm very good at being social on my Instagram and TikTok and stuff like that. I love that. I am not good at updating stuff like Amazon or Goodreads. Like you won't (laughs) find any information. I did that when I like released the first book and I was like oh crap I really need to like write a little something wrote the smallest <laughs> it's the same and that if you flick to the back of my books it's like a tiny little paragraph and then I get to the back of some books and I see authors with like three full paragraphs of stuff and I'm like wow I'm really boring <laughs> <laughs> but yeah look so, that's you fine to know me, you have to come to my socials to get to know me otherwise you know nothing <laughs> I I'm more than happy for you to have just a small bio, but continuing to write because I'm cool just yeah. to read the books. <laughs> that's, 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 I'm fine with that. My words are all used up in the book. I have no more word count left for the bio. <laughs> that's fine. I totally get that. And so, yes, this episode, we are going to talk about Hello Pro series. There are two books out so far. So book one is distrust book two is no book. One is dishonor book two is no, distrust. You were right. book I was right. Oh. What have I done? Two is dishonor. There you go. And book three is disloyal, which is coming out in September. Yes. So also while I was going through looking for your bio, I did sign up for the uh, blog tour. Uh, (laughs) Oh, good. Good to know. Uh, Yeah, I got sidetracked. I was like, okay, bio, bio. Oh, Facebook group. Joined that. And then I had to go through it. There's a fuck, marry, kill. Uh, or fuck, marry, stab question there. Um, that actually in- got, it's, it's always my PA Heather and Samantha, who's like my book bestie and co-author, they will always go in and change the questions up. And like, I will never notice until like the like that. So we're in like a competition every time someone joins the group. I'm like, ha, I've been married. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I did love that. Um, so... Yeah, that straight away I was like, this has really got me thinking. Um, and then, you know, I was going through looking on Instagram. I was like, oh, blog tour. Oh, I really do want that to get, <laughs> to get an arc of that book. Uh, so, yeah, I did get a bit sidetracked on the way through. Um, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we do. Um, so we're going to talk about book one in a spoilery type way book two we're going to leave to people to read if they haven't already read it but you know after you've read book one there's no way you can finish that and not go on to book two immediately yeah I've been shouted at multiple times (laughs) (laughs) that was brutal but we'll get to it it was Uh, now everyone shouts at me for book one and I was like book two is not that bad people shout at me for book two but in my opinion the cliffy I have planned for book three is worse than the uh, other two like according to me so we'll see what everyone thinks when it comes out but I think book three is way worse than the first one oh Oh, dear god God. I don't know if I'm I'm prepared for that Jesus maybe I shouldn't get an arc I need to wait it's gonna kill me you know what that's the trouble in it you get so excited to get art and then you get to the end of the book and you're like i have to wait even longer now i know i know know. beautiful torture so these this is obviously a motorcycle club book it's it's dark romance wide shoes there's kinks there's you know mm it's just all the things that we love um (laughs) you know and well, it does so 
crammed as well like they weren't like supposed to be on the schedule get a book in my first series which is an mf like high school bully series and um, the fmc is like on a stabby revenge quest and in the, I'd, me- I'd loosely mentioned that like her one of her enemies was working with a motorcycle club and then when it got to book three, like I had to bring them in to make a scene work. And I was like, right, well, what's the club going to be called? I need to name the president and a couple of guys. Let's work this out. And they obviously just started in that third book, they mentioned in that third book. And then I wrote like, I think there's like two or three scenes with them in that book. And then I was like, they need their own book. Like the, they the, need the, it. I did, the head started snowballing. And I was like, so I like stopped and went away and wrote the prologue. And I was like, oh going to get their own book and then I just I couldn't stop like I shoved everything aside that was supposed to be written and dived into that and, wrote the book. <laughs> and we are thankful for that we are thankful uh so that is the Black Hollow series yes and L and the Rebels are referred to obviously throughout book one um yeah and thought, you don't have to read like you can read both series separately but they are intertwined they're set in the same town and Rebecca's rescue from the mayor is actually in the third Black Hallows book so you meet yes. them all there to see it, which is why there's a lot of flashbacks in the book because I was like I need to make it work I need to make it make sense with this book but also make sense without having read that book so I just made it wonderfully complicated to myself (laughs) and so we haven't read by hello but obviously reading this one I was like well I need to go back now and find out what happens so that is a requirement um but yeah so as you say you can read this without having read that um yeah but it will obviously tease you into wanting to go back uh oh that's my evil plan (laughs) You, you succeeded um so the main female character in this one is rebecca or becca or bex and i basically started reading before beck yeah i started reading before beck and i said guess what you're gonna read about your own harem yeah. <laughs> you are the main character you, it's gonna no, be I don't very think easy i've ever read a book with my name it must be amazing especially you get to the spice scene you're like yep it really me. is so I said to her, I said, you're going to be able to immerse this easily. I don't think, I think maybe there's only been like maybe one or two books that I've read that have had a Rebecca in it or a, yeah. never a Beck. Like it's always. I, I feel like I should apologize to you though because the guys are pretty mean to her in this book. So I'm sorry. I know, I feel, but I also <laughs> love it. <laughs> yeah. Um, when you're true enemies to lovers era reading it. Yeah. But I've never, I've never had a book that had like, Rebecca as a main character was always like, you know, Becky or Becca as my friend. I'm like, this is nice. <laughs> Most popular name of 1984, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> and look, at the end of the day, um, I think she was well satisfied in being the female main character after the basement scene on her 18th birthday. I was pretty impressed. <laughs> if only my 18th birthday was. Like- I mean, I think. If anybody could imagine the way that they might lose their virginity, that would probably be like top the charts. Like legit just walks in as a boss, calls murder and's like, I'm here. 
for you that literally like <laughs> I knew I wanted them to have like a special scene but that's more like I have to thank readers on TikTok for that because I was seeing so many videos where they're like talking about why choose series and you wait until like the third or fourth book to get the group scenes and it's like we love the group scenes we love the slow burn we love the tension but sometimes we just need the book to start with a nice little group bang like oh it was amazing bang, so it was even better so. I was just, I just loved it. Also, they're like, ah, uh, naughty Bex, you got rid of our entertainment for the night. She's like, no, I didn't. I just gave you what you really wanted. Your entertainment so. is still my favorite scene in the whole of the series so far. Oh, freaking loved it. Like, so good. I actually love the covers of these two. Like, they're so pretty. I keep looking at them like, and every time I look at them, I find more and more details, like in the shadowy parts of the book. Blair. I was literally looking at the cover for the third book last night. My friend Sam actually does them and she was sending me like vibes for it last night. She was like, what do you think of this? And we were doing a couple of tweaks and I was like, oh, I can't wait to show this to everyone. But yeah, I, I am obsessed with the covers. Dishonor is probably my favourite one, like you say, with all the little details in there. And like, I always make sure they correlate to the book somehow. So I yeah. am a bit obsessed. Yeah, I love, I love it. it. So we do jump back and forth in this, in this yes. book, um, to the past and the present. And, you and know what? I hate reading books like that. <laughs> I, I do like it. I will open a book sometimes and I, I can just see like, you know, where it says like part one and you know, there's going to be a jump and I'll be like, nope, <laughs> not <laughs> Like, oh, I won't even get a chance. Like, not today. Or when they well, the start. I wrote that. I was like, I'm really being contradicting myself right now. But <laughs> it needed to be that way. Oh, when they start two years, two years prior, you're like, oh. yes. <laughs> and I hate so much. And then the fact that I was doing it, I was like, oh, I hate myself. But it needs to be done like this to make the <laughs> Yeah, <story laughs> that's right. If it, if it, I think it's, 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 it works well if it actually contributes to the story I've only, I haven't read many that it doesn't but I have read a couple where it's just like there's no really no yeah point to it but um you you kind of need to read the backstory of this to find yeah, it very much so very I much think so I was a bit because obviously the prologue set like on her 18th birthday so I feel like I hooked everyone in with a group bang and it's like oh well if we go to the past maybe there's going to be more stuff like this so I feel like I tricked everyone <laughs> look for some more spice so after they screw, <laughs> <laughs> they, they, well, she well, alludes to the fact. That after that, she like, she literally wakes up the next morning, they've left her. She alludes that so they she like left it. Yeah. It's a funeral. That's how it starts. Yes. Oh, the funeral. I forgot about that key moment in time. Yes. <laughs> it's like so. That Same was actually again. That was something that had to happen because you see that in the third Black Hallows book. So, right. Oh yes, yeah, of course. Did, yeah. stuff like that, it had to like work out that way. I, Plus, I thought it was a really good starting point for like to see how her devastation so dramatically. Well, not not just the devastation with the dad, but obviously in that first like the prologue, you see, you know, their fun, playful relationship, the line they've been like teetering along with each other. And the fact that she's just like, I'm 18 now, I'm crossing this line. You've not got a choice. You're my guys, I'm taking it. And then obviously they just blatantly ignore her at the funeral. She's on her own. She's got no one. So I really wanted to show- two years down the track where he, at the funeral. And also 
Ezra's just like, hurry up, we're done. I'm getting the car. Oh my gosh, how did they get to this point? They were just they were just fucking when the group scene before. (laughs) I know, I know. And so that's what fucking I know. (laughs) And they're spending, so we spend most of the first book jumping back and forth, trying to work out why they are so like have so much hate and anger and resentment for her and why she has so much hate and anger and resentment for them, Um, you know, and there are some some harsh scenes. So, you know, we have Aiden, Killian and Ezra. So Aiden has now been. I'm not to shit talk any of my babies. (laughs) Aiden. (laughs) Aiden has now become the president of yes. the MC. A sweet little Aiden. Killian or Killer and Easy E um, yeah. have a little bit of a love going on, which I love their relationship because it's just I so nice. With them. I'm, I'm obsessed so with the cool. fact that, like, that, like, especially Killian, he's so gruff and like such yeah. like this like tough like emotionalist person until he goes down into the basement and then he's all like come here baby and I'm like I know <laughs> yes come here I love that a bit like because Ezra's like he's so chill he's like the golden retriever energy like he's just wants to be happy all the time he's like I mean he's be a bit mean to Rebecca but he's so in love with her and he so wants her that he's just sort of like willing to like pile little guys off but like you say, Killian's so mean and Aiden's so mean. But when Killian goes into the basement and it's just him and Ezra, they're like, I, oh, I just my, love I that so much. I think Ezra though, he's like such a sweetheart. Like he doesn't, he just, he does, he just loves love. I think like he doesn't want, yeah. like he doesn't want that. He really does. He so precious. He's <laughs> the least nasty, nastiest out uh, of. Yeah, the I three. wouldn't say he's like. He's, mean on like a definitely lot of- not going to be the sweetest in the third book that I'm writing there's definitely been some angry Ezra scenes for people to look forward to Ezra's actually the most favorite from all the readers like everyone that I speak to in messages me like I've got a few low-key Aiden lovers but most people hate Aiden <laughs> but oh, everyone I feels the I don't, I don't hate Aiden I definitely I hate- just question some of his choices. <laughs> I definitely hated him at parts. Um, well, you hated his choices. Favorite. I'll just throw it out there now. I love that part so much. His choices. For example, yeah. when he decides to force her to her knees in front of his prospects uh, yeah. and face fucks her. Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. But when she spits... I every bad review and I try not to read the reviews like I'm one of them readers have the right to review a book however they want but I will always like to sneak on Amazon and Goodreads and just have a little read good or bad I'm always just like yep that's fine but the bad ones will always mention that scene everyone loves to hate that scene I they thought that was like a real. They thought it was too far. That, like, I didn't think it was me, too far. I, I was gutted. No, I didn't think I was, it was yeah. too far. No, I didn't think it was too far. The way it was intended is when I wrote that, it's like she had her power stripped from her so much in those two years, which it goes through in the flashbacks. And you'll see it a lot more in the third book, like the kind of things that she went through, like firsthand. So for me, that scene was very important because yes, he's forcing her to do something, but her in a monologue during that scene is very much like, 
you know what yeah I'm gonna do this like I'm not saying no I'm not saying yeah but in me doing this I'm taking power away from the man that's took power away from me yeah so it's very important for me to have that scene so as much as people hate on it I, I can't hate on it it's one of my favorites I love it and like you say she stands up she spits his come on his patch and you're just like yes queen okay. <laughs> I was like <laughs> so I love it it's great that. And there's definitely going to be payback in the third book. A lot of people said he's not groveled enough yet, and he hasn't. You're right. No, he hasn't. Because the way I did it in my head is like the first book, Ezra was everyone's favorite. He came around a lot more in the first book, but that was because I was concentrating a little bit on Rebecca and Ezra in book one. And then in book two, it's more like Rebecca and Killian, like you get their like sort of reconciliation. So book three is going to be very much you know, seeing what the reasons why she loves Aiden and why he is the way he is. And then, you know, book four will be everyone's happily ever after or not. We'll see. (laughs) Well, that scene, so as you say, like it, we get bits and pieces of her relationship. Well, not relationship so much, but her time with the mayor and how he basically physically and mentally tortured her for those two years um and how the three guys left her there for that and you know that's where her anger stems from them leaving her after their threesome and then again while she's being tortured um she very much blames them like because she doesn't know why they left at this point yeah she's very much blaming them for why Carter was able to kidnap her in the first place because she was like well if we would have just been together like stayed together and how she wanted Carter never would have had the chance to take her because the guys would have been protecting her so she is very like bitter about that point she's obviously still protecting them in being with Carter because he threatens them but she's very bitter about like well why did you leave me we could have been perfect yeah yeah been no book so where's the fun in that (laughs) and they would have finished halfway through book one and then that would have been like (laughs) <laughs> I always think you see reviews and they're like oh like I hate the miscommunication trope and I'm like if we didn't have it, it wouldn't have a book <laughs> no that's exactly right that's exactly what do you mean? right that's the that's the best part of it I love I that <laughs> and I love screaming at my kindle like oh my god just tell them but yes them, it wouldn't be fun and also like even though she's been rescued from the mayor he's still like keeping contact with her he's messaging her he's leaving her roses and I know, notes how's he getting and in there? all these bits and pieces and um basically continuing on with his mental warfare like of yeah. keeping her on it's a leash on like yes she is out of the cage and away from the mayor but she hasn't escaped like she's still no. very much his grasps he's controlling her still and Mm. still threatening the guys even from afar so yeah and also with that scene where he forces her to her knees the part that like gutted me more was Ezra like standing there and not saying anything both of them were there Ezra and Killian but Ezra because he's the one that like the one that was more like team Rebecca in book exactly and he and even though he did punch him afterwards he kind of just and I get it because it's like well this is the president and they're trying to train the prospects they're like we can't go against him but still just 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 hurt my heart a little it hurt my heart a little it makes it good That's the point, Amanda. Otherwise, there'd be no book. I get this. I get this. Um, yes. So also we have um her best friend, Angel. 
Yeah. They love Angel. Um, come back to yeah, so he, he got out of the club. Yeah. And then he's coming back because he realizes that Rebecca needs him. He's coming back to prospect and he's just there for her. Every time that anything happens with the guys, he's just there. Just yeah. knows what she needs, Being knows the right friend. thing to do. Best, best friend. Just, oh, love it. Um, but anyway, as we progress to the end of the book, um, you know, and and some things have happened to make Aiden believe that Rebecca has not real like she's in a relationship with the mayor and she's come back yeah, to infiltrate the club. Like obviously you have that flashback where they see yeah her with the mayor and is very much take it in the wrong context, think that she's there by choice, think that she left by choice. And that's you know the main reason for all the hatred. And then like you say, he sees a message from the mayor, very much thinks they're still in contact. He's thinking, well, your dad's not here anymore. Why don't you fuck off back to your boyfriend, basically? Yeah. And yeah, he's mad about it. He's very mad about it. He thinks, like, why, think why would she be here? Not with any sense in the first book, isn't it? Like the other two yeah. are just like, they're just mean, aren't they? Yeah. And he's like, I don't know why she's here. Um, you know. Especially because she doesn't even know in that she has all these things that like she she has the she doesn't realize she's she's got got the inheritance no inheritance like she has no idea and so he's like why 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 would would she be here why would she stick around i'm not telling her i'm going to steal it from under her yep she doesn't know about (laughs) (laughs) but also you know they um do get raided by the fbi Mm -hmm. and conveniently Mm -hmm. um Rebecca so and Angel are not there. I like I planned it that way. And he's like, well, clearly she's setting us up. Yeah. Yeah. So meanwhile, Rebecca and Angel are out getting tattoos and yeah. they're all like, it's time. She gets a tattoo yeah. with, a nice you know. Nice trauma bonding day. Yeah. And, he, and she gets the tattoo of the club and she's like, even though, you know, all this has happened, they're still mine, I'm taking back control, you know, murder, everything like this, right? And then he's like, it's time. It's time we tell the truth. And she's like, it is time. And then they walk out the tattoo shop. There's a rose. There's a note. Angel gets shot. Oh, no, but, the, yeah, the note. What's he, what's he say? It's my turn to call murder. I was like. He did say oh. that. He did. You know what? I think about it all the time. I know how cruel it was. Like, so cruel to end it that way. But was I evilly cackling as I wrote that? Like, I remember writing that last line and sitting back and looking like, am I really going to end it like this? Like, am I really going to be this mean? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Angel gets <laughs> shot. Yeah, he gets shot. Ezra shows right. up. Shots are fired. Shots are fired. <laughs> yeah, so it, end- it literally so it ends, ends with, with Rebecca fire. is <laughs> aiming angel's gun at ezra and ezra is aiming a gun at rebecca and it ends on bang bang who was shot who was shot we we do know but you won't find out unless you read it so unless you read book two you won't know uh gutted (laughs) let's just say gutted because i loved angel it was also fun i loved angel but does he does he survive we don't know until book two i mean Mm. 
Rebecca believes he's dead yeah. prior to the end of book one. She does say that and she's screaming, you know, but she can't check because she needs to aim his gun at Ezra. So we don't know. I, we'll I also was thinking, was she even aiming at Ezra as well? Like that was kind of we what I was know. thinking. Was Who knows? Like, Who knows where the guns were aimed? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Was Ezra aiming the gun at her? We just won't know till the start of book two, and then you, you'll know some of it. Yeah. No you might know more by the end of book two. We don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I also, you've, missed, you've skipped over one of my favourite parts of the book. Where, Is it the you know, body fluid they, sharing with all the spitting and, like... She knows that stuff. But, yeah, I was going to say basement <laughs> round two, but, yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. we didn't skip past it. I've had it here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Listen, <laughs> free. I've had it here. Yeah. With um love that whole scene. Love, the love like the do you know the dancing and the tension in the club. Yeah. Oh my god. Yes. And then they go down into the basement and then Ezra and Rebecca go down in the basement. And then Killian's like, huh, what's uh this looks cozy. Looks <laughs> this looks cozy. And then uh, I even said to Ezra, I was like, holy shit this the scenes in this book would have to be literally so like the, the dirtiest scenes but I, i've written like in a positive way you know i'm not like 100 was fantastic but i was like i said to a man today like so much body fluid like so yeah this is the one like my mom has her own bookshelf and she has all of my books on the shelf. She's not much of a reader, but I always sign, I always get the first copy, like when I get my office copy, sign it and give one to my mom. And when I gave her the first few, I was like, oh yeah, yeah, I think you'll like this one. This one. I gave her this one. And I'm like, she went to take it, I put my hand on it. I was like, listen, okay. <laughs> like, read this one. We don't ever talk about it. You don't ask me why I know these things. You don't ask me how I know these things. We just don't talk about it, okay? <laughs> don't. Like, don't read it. <laughs> So, yeah. yeah, that could and be then, un- could lead to an uncomfortable conversation. Then I felt, yeah, like, yeah, just this is, a, this is too a display only coffee mom. <laughs> <This one. laughs> um, I did feel, I did feel really bad for Aiden after that though, because d- he walks, he walks in on them on that one, and I'm like, oh, he sees them all tangled up together, doesn't he? He constantly talks about feeling left out and not feeling like, even in that first like threesome he was like Ezra and Killian have each other she's mine you know yeah, yeah. like that sort well, of thing that was a very important thing for me because I I love why I choose romance like I've loved it for years and I love reading it but it always all the guys were always like yeah let's share this girl I'm like it's I mean it's not realistic because not that doesn't happen that often you don't see it as often as people would like to see it like in mainstream stuff but also, like, I, I know men. How many men would happily be like, yeah, let's all share this woman? And you never read, like, the kind of angst and tension in why choose about why guys don't want to share. And, and I just thought I really wanted to write a character who was like, well, no, she's mine. Like, I wanted her. I want to have her. You two have got each other. So it's very important to have that, like, ongoing, like, struggle on, from Aiden's point of view and jealousy and very much be, like, not wanting to share her. Like, he's... Obviously, it is a wide choose. He will learn to share. Mm. <laughs> but I feel like they're always very happy to just be like, yeah, let's do this, rather than like being like, oh, yeah. well, how are we going to do this? How's this going to work? Like, there's going to be no, you know, stress or arguments and stuff like that. I was like, no, I don't want that. I want it to be a bit more 
a bit more filled with annoyance and refusals. <laughs> I, think, I think it's from Rebecca's point of view, actually, like, um, and it's probably towards the end of the book, maybe where she was like, you know, yes, like Ezra and Killian are the perfect match. And then, you know, eight, like yeah. Aiden and I would be, but t- all four of us together were actually one piece of the same puzzle. Like, yeah. She she recognizes that like yeah she she you know she respects his relation like Killian and Ezra's relationship together and she knows she has a more special connection with Aiden but she also understands that like the four of them together is what is going to be the only thing that works for them as a whole. Yes, it will be. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to accept anything less. Like, yes. So yes, it will. That will occur. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously we're eagerly awaiting book three um anybody that hasn't read books one or two you need to get into it now yeah. let's jump to some questions okay what got you into writing um I read a lot I've read for I used to read a lot when I was younger and then I got out of it just because typical like uni student going out all the time and like working and stuff like that and then when I had my little girl very stressful times and it was actually I think it was when she was about two so probably about 2017 2018 she's um, autistic so we were going through the pathway of like getting a diagnosis and going to therapists and stuff like that and I was very stressed and my friend one of my best friends just turned up and she was like here here's a kindle she bought me a kindle and I was like oh god I've not read for ages and we shared a kindle account and I actually started reading again like I read when I was young and I'm talking like you know when 50 shades and twilight and divergent hunger games was like the thing like I read the very big like mainstream classics that were out but she gave like she gave me a kindle for my birthday we shared a kindle account and she 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 reads my books but she's very much not a dark romance girly at all like she's very much like you know small town girl with falls in love with a cowboy kind of thing (laughs) I love and I I love my like small town contemporary romance have to be very in the mood for it and I always tend to read it now when I'm writing because I don't read dark romance while I'm writing it uh but that's how I started and then she was the one who mentioned why choose and I was like I don't know what that is like what's that and she told me and the first one I read was a high school one and I fell down a rabbit hole that I've never crawled out of <laughs> I don't think you can once you fall down the rabbit hole no, I think my first one was so a high awkward, school one too. Like, yeah mine was um Burberry prep no I think I started with habit and then went like down that, that one back. Oh, Hannaford Prep, love Hannaford Prep. Yeah, and they're still, no. they're on my shelf there, and they're still like my hardcore, like probably top five wide shoes. I absolutely love them. And yeah. I always have a soft spot for the high school ones. I just love, I love the bully. Like I love how mean they get as well. <laughs> but, yeah. And then I was reading so much of it. And then I started having ideas. I've actually got three like work in progress that I started before I started the Black Hallow series. And I literally, I'm, I'm a phone notes whore. I'm always on my phone. Like I don't like do a lot of work stuff on my computer unless I'm writing All like plotting and stuff happens on my phone. So I was, I was writing like notes and stuff like that. And then we went into lockdown in 2020. And obviously I was at home. My husband was at home as well. So I had more help with my daughter. And I was just like, God, I'm so bored. Like I was getting bored of reading every day. And I was like, and the ideas just wouldn't show up. So I sat down, didn't tell anyone literally I started bookstagram as well like 
that year I think it was like the January that year and I was like connecting with more authors and getting acts and like getting more involved in the reading year after like two years joining like Facebook reader groups getting so excited and so involved and I was like this is so cool like talking to authors it's amazing which I find so weird now because like authors that I absolutely fangled over then I talk to on like daily basis now and it's so weird to me I'm like we're friends <laughs> like <I'm> we're friends <laughs> Especially because like I've got a few signings over the next year and I feel like when I meet some of them in person, I'm going to be like, they're going to expect me to be all cool because we've spoke so many times, but my inner fangirl is still like, nope. Not <laughs> you will sign my book. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, this is, this is all my books. These ones I want you to sign. But, um, yeah, so I, I was like, you know what, I'm going to write. And then I actually, obviously I was on Bookstagram and it was actually Samantha B, who's my co-author for the newest book. Uh, she was on Bookstagram as well and I can still remember it she tagged I'd started writing the idea down on Google Docs and I was like didn't really know what I was doing I was writing it in British as well I wasn't writing in American um and she tagged me in some sort of like you know the post that you get tagged on your story where you like tag five friends mm-hmm. she tagged me one of them and it was like to share a selfie like the face behind the Bookstagram account and she has a tattoo on her inner arm and I I was like just got my first tattoo and I was like oh that's you know I was trying to make book friends basically I we always joke about this like I hit on a book style and slid into a DM so I was just sort of <laughs> slid in and was like oh that tattoo's really nice what does it say and she was like she's got a tattoo that says beautiful chaos and she was like oh it's actually a title of the book that I'm writing like it's going to be the fourth book in the series and I was like oh you're writing a book she's like oh I'm trying and I was like oh me too and we talked a little bit more on Instagram, discovered we both had like kids the same age, had a bit in common. And then we were like, well, she was like, I've got no one to read my stuff and see if it's any good. Like, why don't we swap, you know, work in progress and have a read? And that was it. Like I gave her five chapters she read. I can still remember now. She always, she still does it now. Like we still very much work exactly the same as how we met. Like she reads all the stuff first. And she will purple it. So I write in black and then she will come in and she will highlight, she will add purple. It's it's a lot less now, but back then it was like, she would highlight and be like, what the fuck is this? Like, what is this? <laughs> we agreed to write in American English then. And like, obviously it was like a lot more popular with readers. Started writing like that and any like British terms. Like I can still remember she highlighted one and she was like, what in the Harry Potter is this? Take it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I'm thankful I found her because I don't think without her, I would have had the confidence to like take the plunge because we were very much on that journey at the same time like I think I released uh, my first one in November 2020 and she did January 2021 so we were very like at the same you know progress level going through it all like discovering oh we use the same cover artists for our first books like we were very much holding each other's hand and dragging each other towards the finish line to get it done uh, that's awesome so, yeah it's definitely down to her I'm so thankful for a friendship and everything uh, we still haven't met we get to meet in November which I will literally <laughs> I feel like we jump on each other at the airport so it's gonna be fun but yeah that's, that's so what cool. got me into it. like I was a, I was a Kindle whore and then pandemic hit and I was like well what we're we gonna do in my life a little mini crisis that's a lot of a lot of people did do stuff like that during their pants probably yeah. one of the the good things that yeah it's horrible isn't it because it was such a horrible time but I look back on it now and I can reflect it now and be like god you know what like it gave me the time to like sit back and what do I really want to do like before this I worked Mm -hmm. in finance like and I hated finance I didn't love it like I hated it but now when I'm like god yeah like that wouldn't have happened like I probably just would have gone back to work in finance yeah exactly 
That's so cool. I mean, this is far more interesting than us. Far more interesting. Yeah. I don't ever bump into anyone that I used to work in with finance and they go, oh, what are you doing now? And I'm like, oh, right, porn. (laughs) (laughs) My husband's the worst for it as well because I tell no one. Like people in my close circle know, like close friends and stuff like that. And obviously my mom and my sister and that know. But it's not something I will advertise like majorly on my personal socials. I wouldn't like introduce myself and be like, hi, I'm an author because one, I still don't feel like an author, which is ridiculous. But I just thought like talking about my husband tells everyone, <laughs> everyone. He's like, oh yeah, she's an author. And the first questions I was like, oh, what do you write? And you're like, uh, it's not self-help. Yeah. If that's what you want. <laughs> yeah. He took me to see Hamilton last month for our anniversary. Surprised me with tickets. I was so excited absolutely hardcore Hamilton fan was ready to raid the merch stand they had like four a four pieces of paper in front of me with all the different merch on and I was like trying to item like oh what I'm gonna buy and my husband just leans over and he's like oh you've got to buy a book you're an author <laughs> the guy behind the stand was like oh you're an author I was like I'll just take the book just the, the book on the program <laughs> <laughs> get me away from the stand immediately I don't want to get into a conversation with I want to work about what I do for a living let's go <laughs> <laughs> you could almost pass them off as self-help books really it's literally about to say to you what do you mean they're not self-help books i think they help a lot they They help me a lot a lot that is very true Mm. yeah i mean they should be giving them out at like car shows for men and be like here this is how you push a woman 100 percent. and they tags on it just highlight the parts they really need to want to share a girl with your best friends here's how here's how yeah this is how to properly yeah. dominate a woman. You want to bully, yeah. but also get the girl. Is how to do it yeah. properly without yeah. being yeah. an asshole. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We want hand necklaces, but we also want you to cuddle us when we're on our period. It's not hard. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I know exactly. <laughs> so you just released Deadly Games at BSU, which is book one in a new series that you're writing with Samantha yeah. oh, B. Oh, that's rough. Yeah came out on the 30th of July so give us a bit of an overview on this one and what's it about Uh, it is very much like hallowed crows it's just trauma (laughs) like me and Samantha it's why we get on so well we have a very similar writing style like we like our strong FMC leads who basically come with you know suitcases of trauma and baggage like we want them to have been through some shit, but then, you know, kick ass and know how to get through it. And that's exactly, you know, what we wanted to do when we came together for BSU. God, I, we literally, it came from a two hour phone call. We've been talking for since we met about doing a co-write, but she was busy and I was busy. We had plans and then we were on FaceTime like last year and we just mentioned the co-write and I was like, yeah, we really need to like lock that down. Three hours later on FaceTime, we had the characters' names, we had the blurb, we had like that we knew, you know, the titles of the books, what it was going to be, the basic outline. It was just, we very much find it easy to like bounce off each other, which is why we work so well together on our own projects. Like she'll alpha read for me, I'll alpha read for her. We have vibe sessions. Like I'll wake up to like 20 minute voice notes off Sam, like off Samantha about work and stuff. So it's very much, it was very easy to like come up with the story so Brielle is best friends with Elias, Ashton, Zayden and oh my god I forgot Hudson oh my god I forgot Hudson's name <laughs> oh, Hudson. Paul Hudson uh, Paul 
Republican. <laughs> yeah, she's best friends with four guys. They've been, you know, they've all grew up in the same family circles since they were babies, like, you know, rich families, rich circle, that kind of life. And, you know, they've always been close, but then Brielle gets her heart broken by her first boyfriend and the guys want to cheer her up. So they start the game with the bracelet that the boyfriend bought her and he's there. It sort of spawns with like, you know, I bet you can't get him kicked out of like school. Like, and that is where their little game is born, where they start betting each other to do stuff and the pranks get bigger as they get older. But obviously the book starts and that's all like background information where it's like, you know, secondary you don't see that it's just what you've been told so the prologue is from you know one of the guys point of view and they've been arrested like you're like what's going on these guys have been arrested they're wondering where Brielle is they're like where is she I hope she's not been arrested we're so worried about her and then they come out realize she wasn't arrested for one of the pranks with them but she would have been the only one who knew about the prank so it's very like what's going on uh-huh. they're all trying to call her she's not answering and then one of the guys picks up his phone and he's like I think it was Brielle I think Brielle you know doctors in with the police and there's an Instagram post there with her and another guy who they despise Carson and he's worth despising I mean he's the worst and there's an Instagram post of them all snuggled up together with like the, you know the caption all bets are off and that's where it hits so it's very much chaos. You don't know. You don't know what's happened. You don't know why she's abandoned the guys. Chapter one starts like a few months later. She's gone off to college, not the college that they agreed with the guys. She's gone to a different college. Her and Carson are very much, uh, I don't want to say loved up. It is like, you know, pretend loved up. It's very fake relationship with a super dark twist. <laughs> like it's not the usual fake relationship you would like to fawn over and she thinks you know the guys are in the past she's left them behind she's protecting them you don't know what she's protecting them from you just know that Carson has something on her and he's blackmailing her into this relationship she thinks that she's safe and then the guys show up to cause chaos I mean I'm in love (laughs) (laughs) I'm already like okay um you know get it now um very fun and um, there's lots lots of secrets lots of bullying in the first book going on I also I'm a big enemies to lover um like I love that trope but I also love the friends to enemies yeah. to lover like well, it's just like <laughs> if you haven't read black Hell, you haven't read the black hell series of mine that is childhood best friends to enemies to lovers well look I'm oh, already I going do down that, that path Thanks. They have already... to go to an enemy. Like, I can't just have them yeah, go from. I friends. don't like, I, I. it's very rare for me to read just a generic friends to lovers. Like, yeah. give me enemies and the angst and the tension between them all. But when they've been friends when they were younger or they've had, like, some sort of relationship when they're younger and now they hate each other and then they're coming back around. I know. I love that. I love I that because it's so heartbreaking when their friendship breaks up. Yes. So and then they throw all the little cute stuff as well that they had from the past that they did together. And, you know, when they like come back around and they do it again for the first time after being enemies, you're like, oh, it's happening. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, yes. it's very much like that with Brielle and the guys in All Bets Are Off. You know, they definitely had their super strong friendship connection. They were all best friends. There's some in a monologue from all of them about how they all thought maybe it was going to progress to more with all of them, but they never got the chance and they thought that college would be the chance. But then, you know... Brielle breaks their fragile little hearts and leaves them all alone. 
Awesome. And so, yeah, sorry, I said Deadly Games at BSU is the series name and All Bets Are Off is the book name. Yes, it's, so it's All Bets Are Off is the first book in the series is Deadly Games at BSU. Yes, yeah. So you can grab that now. Um, I will certainly be doing so because <laughs> I mean, after that rundown, I am totally there for it. Yeah. Okay. So, Beck, I'll chuck to you for the next question. Know, I'm just trying to open my questions. <laughs> but I'm trying, as you can see, I'm dipping my hand in some cold water. Yes, oh. just before we jumped on, she did burn herself on gravy. <laughs> 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 I had to turn my camera off because my husband came and I, was, I messaged her. I'm like, my ice pack's gone warm. <laughs> my hand is on fire. <laughs> Please just imagine me. walking in, you just sat here like. <laughs> just, just. Oh, time. These are like... the things that happen. These are the things that happen, people. <laughs> oh, oh, God. Like, we appreciate the dedication. Thank you. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Oh, man. Okay. What is something that nobody knows about you? Like a fun fact. Oh, God. This could be, this could, this could potentially be easy because like I said before, I no one, I don't really tell anyone anything like that. But then all the major things that would be interesting people know, like they know I'm married, they know I've got a kid. Oh, when I was a kid, I went to drama school for like so many years, so many years. Uh, did loads of shows and I did some TV extra work for a little program that's like probably not big over there or in America, but it's a tiny little program about school called Waterloo Road. And I remember being so excited when I was like 15, I did extra work. And then I remember like rushing home when it was on the TV and being like, there I am. <laughs> <laughs> So oh, cool. I would love that claim to yeah. fame. I love that. That's awesome. That's the only interesting thing I can think of off the top of my head. No, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, that's it. What is the weirdest yeah. thing you have ever eaten? Well, this is going to be absolutely nothing because I am the pickiest eater in the world. Like. I have this thing where, like, because my, my husband will eat anything. Like, he will try. He's, he's that person, like, I'll try anything once. Like, and I just don't live by that life motto. That is not me. I'm not that girl. I can look at something, never have tasted it, just look at it and know I won't like it. Like, I look at that and be like, I'm not trying that. I'll just know, yeah. like, either the texture won't be nice in my mouth. So, no, I'm not an adventurous eater at all. I think the most adventurous thing I ever ate is me and my husband went to the Maldives on our honeymoon and the restaurant was very much like they just brought out plates and like you know you you could order your food like you could already start on your main dessert but then they would bring out three extra plates of like whatever the special was for you to try it was like you know very upscale and posh not me at all and they brought out <laughs> it was on like a little crostini thing and my husband put it in his mouth he's like try it you'll like it it was raw fish oh. so not that adventurous but did I spit it out in that five-star restaurant back onto my plate yes I did yeah, that's Not gross. Sure. Who wants my to eat raw fish? Me. I can't do that. Yeah. My husband dead out. He was like, I can't like, believe you. Uh, is it like, um, I was like, that was not sashimi going. is raw yeah. fish. Yeah, sashimi, exactly. A lot of people say sushi, don't let you get it. Because I like sushi. I like duck chicken and chicken sushi and vegetable sushi. <laughs> <That's> sushi. But, <laughs> but like sashimi. Listen, here, we do that kind of sushi. I go to the supermarket. I can buy like 
Rock sushi and chicken sushi and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's like my kids. Oh, no. My little boy would eat it with tuna. But like, I, I do eat like a five-year-old. Like me and my six-year-old have a very similar palate. So... <laughs> Yeah, same. I'm a very picky eater. Amanda's the same. We'll go somewhere. She'll yeah. be like, chicken nuggets and shit. No, I do not. I say chicken schnitzel, okay? <laughs> do they have chicken, chicken nuggies? He's an adult. I am an adult. <laughs> do you I'm, have I'm a giant nugget? That goes to a restaurant and like, once I find what I like from that restaurant, that's what I'm getting every time I go. Absolutely. Like, I'm not going to pick up the menu and be like, oh, what should I get to? No, nope, I'm getting the same thing that I've bought the past 15 times I've been here. Absolutely. So, like, I don't eat I weird know. stuff and I can very much look at stuff and be like, no, I'm not going to like that. I know. I think it makes it hard to like, I look, I, I'm not super adventurous. Like I'm, I, I don't go by the whole try it once thing. I'm kind of the same. I can look at it and go, no, I don't like it. But there are some things where I'm like, oh, Look, I might give it a go, but it can't be too gross. But we we work for a company that does a lot of fancy events and stuff. Oh, and no. It's so like, and that's how I know sashimi because I had to try it once. And I was like, no. I just, but I was that hungry. I was that hungry. There was like, literally, it was far worse if I didn't have the sashimi. And I was like, that. in this oh, fancy restaurant, that. I'm like, get me back to the room so I can order room service. Oh no, no, not me. Never, never me. No, no. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my! <laughs> I <eat> chicken sushi. <laughs> we have it over here. Oh no, we have it too. That's like the most Australian sushi. Everyone's like, I love sushi. I eat crumb chicken sushi. <laughs> <laughs> sushi. And, um, I don't even think I'd like that. I don't even think I'd like that. No. I don't mind it. I think like, because I find it hilarious because my kids actually had sushi in their lunch boxes today for school. Um, but my son will eat it with tuna. He's so basic. Like it can't even be tuna with a flavor. It's just basic tuna in water. And then, um, and then my daughter, she has it with chicken, which is just, it's like a cut up chicken, crumb chicken wrapped in rice and seaweed. So... <laughs> Yeah, you could you could make my lunch. I'd let you. I'd eat that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I am the fussier, so you'll never get me. I, I don't even drink coffee. Oh, no, we, we don't, don't we don't drink either. coffee either. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you're I get like so much shit about not liking coffee. And I'm so like, much shit. No, I don't like it. I can't it. even stand it's the smell gross. of it. It's horrible, isn't it? Not I don't here know for how it. people. We're gonna start a whole debate this this segment alone, like. Uh-oh. I don't even know. Again, don't come for us. Don't no, come for us. Come, come with a pitchfork. I know. I even go to a client's like office and they, they insist you try their fancy coffee. And I'm like, I don't want it. Yeah. <laughs> don't give it to me. You know, I it's always it. the thing in romance book as well. It is like, do you want to go and grab a coffee? And I'm like, if that was like, I've been with my husband since I was 19. So I'm not like someone that would go out and date anywhere been together like 13 years but I feel like if I had to go on a date now and some guy was like do you want to go and grab a coffee like no I don't no I don't I'll have a hot chocolate yeah (laughs) it's like when they do our office orders Amanda we're like the only two that will get like a hot chocolate (laughs) like does anyone want a coffee no but do they have a red bull (laughs) (laughs) my cups of tea like give me a cup of tea any day oh no I know I just yeah we we don't even drink tea really. So. I drink tea. I drink tea sometimes. 
but yeah, not I get, like I'm gonna get super offended with my a few of my American bookish friends when we talked about tea and they were like, we don't even have kettles over here. And I was like, like <gasps> I know, yeah, I know that that is crazy. It. And what about they heat it in the microwave? Yes, I've what seen wrong with you. And I'm like, <laughs> what is wrong with you? Expensive, just buy a kettle. Even if you're not going to use it, just buy it and put it in the cupboard for the one time that you might want. And you see some people as well who've made TikToks and they're like, oh my God, have you seen this thing that heats water super fast? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> this is like a staple. This is like a staple in our house. Mind blowing. Every day. <laughs> and, and they're like, yeah, we're just going to make a cup of tea. So first you have to put the water in the microwave. I'm like, what? Yeah, what that's just been on Great jail. Had no idea. Had no idea that that was the case before, like, all of this TikToking. Yeah, I thought everyone had kettles so and everyone had air so Like every day. I learn something new every day off TikTok. I'm swear it's Absolutely. Talking school. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Amanda's been learning all about the uh, Bama Rush. She didn't really know. Oh my that. God. I'm on Bama, I've been on Bama Rush TikTok as well. And I'm like, it's so bizarre to me. Like, same. Same. Oh, I'm like, why? Yeah. Why are they doing that though? Why are they sitting in front of these oh, giant houses? I did uni for three years and I'm like I'm watching it I'm like this is so weird like the only uni thing we do over here is like we have what you call freshers week so it's like the first week that uni opens like all the clubs will have events on and like there'll be a couple of fun stuff to do at the unis and stuff but pretty much everyone just goes out and gets pissed that's it that's pretty much it and you have like uni what was it Wednesday nights was like uni bar or something like you I legit lived at home when I went to uni yeah you don't live on so I didn't really like do any events but it's just it's a bit I mean, the fees are astronomical now. They like they were, they didn't change while I was there, but I lived at home, and then I got my husband. So then we moved in together. But yeah, I worked in and I worked in a nightclub, so we'd have the student night on a Monday, and it was ninety p a drink. It was amazing. So yeah, <laughs> just go out every single night and get pissed. That was it. I was none of it's like. I've Rush loved stuff. educating Amanda. I thought I just thought it was a common knowledge thing. I don't know. I don't know why I know so much about it, but I was like, yeah. What I'm so invested in is like the Rush bags where they're showing you what they're putting in the bags and stuff like. I don't know why I'm so invested, but I'm like, oh, what's in this girl's bag? I'm like, oh, and Amanda, this, this, just so you know, this reno on this uh, frat house at one of the Alabama was like cost them $30 million, $13 million to renovate. And she's like, what? I was like, yeah. you've got to actually pay Hi. to rush. She's like, what do you mean? Why? Why are they paying? Put a frat house in um, Deadly Games at BSU, like, and we messaged our friend who's American. We were like, right, we need to t- you to tell us because she was like knows about stories. I was like, we need you to tell us all about sorority and frats. And then we were listening, and then when it comes to it, I was like, should we just keep it super base and loose and like not really go into it? She was like, yeah, that was like deal. And she's American. <laughs> <laughs> we're just like, Let's just not go into it. We're not going. We're not going to get into this. There's yeah. too much politics involved. That, that's the thing about writing books. So if you want your characters to do something or you want them to be like, the one I find so hard is, is like, there's always like, you know, a tech genius in the Why Choose romance, isn't there? And like, <laughs> it's so hard because it's like, well, then you've got to be a tech genius. And I am not that person. I'm not that person in the slightest. And you're trying to write cool scenes. And I'm like, right, what would a genius do at this point? Like, what would a <laughs> do? So that's just, it's, it's so hard yeah no definitely there's a lot of a lot more involved than what people would see from yeah. reading it absolutely google history alone of like <laughs> stuff you have to search for i like it's always be like when my husband comes up behind me as well and they like come and like drop a kiss to my head and they're like glance at my laptop and i'm just seeing like um okay I'm not asking you're like yet. 
Just I don't even know what's going on. Close your eyes. Oh, all the time. All the time. I love that. He picks up one of my books and starts looking through. I'm like, "What are you doing? Put it down. Stop." Definitely don't he, go he, to chapter he, this. He, it's fine. He knows what I write and he knows what I read, so it's fine. I mean, it's very much like you do you, but I'm just like, you don't need to read them. It's fine. But I have um, a little novella out, Tainted Crown, and I just, I'd been making TikToks with it and I'd like shoved it like down the side of the sofa where I was editing them and I'd got up and gone away and he'd come in from work, he sat down and he like sort of sat on the book, leaned over, like picked it up and then like flipped through it and I'd just seen his eyebrows raised and like, that's the spiciest one. Like it's literally just a novella of smart. It's like a hundred pages. I was like, put it down, put it down right now. Like, don't, read don't read that one. Like, don't that is the best. Yeah, I don't need you seeing a blood kink, a knife kink, a crawling kink. Just put the book away. A crawling kink. Yes. Okay. I don't that. think I've come across a crawling kink. Yeah. Do you know what? I was very much... I didn't know it was very much a thing. And then I read a book and it was that, you know, am I into this? And I'm like, I where they're crawling. Yeah. Where he makes her crawl. He makes her uh, crawl to him. I mean, I've definitely read books that like, yeah, but it was never like, it was just a, you know, a one-off type of thing. It wasn't really a. Yeah. That's interesting. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. And now you do. Now I do. I have learned, <laughs> like, I've learned something today. So that's, that's good. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Fuck Mary Kill Date, Aiden, Killian, Ezra, and Angel. And Amanda, you'll need to answer this too. Okay, so fuck Mary Kill Date. Mm. Ooh. I feel like we will kill Angel. So why not? We'll kill him off. Um ooh. Date Ezra because he's gonna treat me like the absolute queen that I am. Like he's mm-hmm. so sweet. Like when he takes Rebecca to the park where she used to go. Oh, I love that. Exactly. I feel like he would be super sweet and super thoughtful about the date and like, you know, taking you somewhere that you'd be really into. Um, Definitely fuck Killian because he is a sexy little machine. Like, Fuck yes. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Like just got that whole, you know, dark enforcer thing going on. He has you know, a blood kink and a knife kink, like we're very much here for that. So he would show me a good time. And people probably hate me for saying this, but I'm going to marry Aiden. Like I know, I know what his character is like as a whole, not just what people have read in the first books. I know where the end game will be. I know, you know, his true heart. So yeah, he will treat me like the queen that I am and protect me and look after me in the mm. long run. You might be a bit mean, but you know, I'm an enemy to love his girly. I like that kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I yeah. will kill Angel. I will date Ezra. I will fuck Killian, and I will marry Aiden. Mm. Now, I did go back and forth. I did land on the exact same as you, but originally I had swapped Ezra and Aiden. Ooh! But I was also I was always killing Angel because look, I mean, he might be a best friend, but he's giving me weird oh. vibes at the moment. So you I'm just like. Well, you're like you mind him at the end of book one you're like okay he's dead he's gone I'm like oh angel okay like, hey, do I, you know I, what? I agree actually I do feel like if you truly got down to dating Aiden he would be very similar to Ezra like he would you know go out the way to have that special moment yeah so. and the reason why I didn't want to marry in the end I swapped them out was because I feel like Ezra's sweetness would just get to me 
Like I couldn't, I couldn't. I feel yeah. like if I marry Aiden, that leaves room open for, you know, Killian and Ezra to get married to each other. Can't, yeah, that's true. Yeah, and then we could yeah. be the perfect foursome. Amanda? Exactly. Yeah, look, I wasn't sure what to do with Angel because I did want, I just want to give him a try. I did want to give him a try out, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> just give him a little I taste. wanted to give him a go. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, but. Um, but yeah, I guess you make a point about him already being dead. So fine, we can kill him off. Um, I'm actually thinking I'm going to marry Killian. Oh. She works like kinky sex every day for the rest of her life. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Oh, yeah. I didn't realize there was a there was an expiry of the fucking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm just saying like that's but that, I'm locking that in. I mean, I'm locking that shit you know in. What? Is what I'm you right, actually, if you marry Aiden, there probably is an expiration on the fucking. He's not going to want to share. You know, that's yeah, true. Yeah. I didn't yeah. think about that. That's so I marry. Um, I will marry uh Killian. Yeah. Um, and then Ezra's gonna be my side piece. So I'm gonna fuck him. And also, like, he's gonna he get involved with Ooh. me and Killian. And then yeah, I can date off. Aiden on the side. He, you know, I'm married, so he's gonna be like, Well, I can't really claim ownership over her, but we could probably just have like well, you're gonna force him to submit. I'm forcing yeah. him to submit. I'm pushing him down on his knees. Yeah, you're forcing him to get, invo- get involved knees. in this. If people want to see Aiden on his knees, then they should pick up book two. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's where I'm going. That's where I'm going. Mm. I, I like that. It's a good choice. Mm. Good thought. I like it. Yeah, a lot of <laughs> loopholes there. A lot of loopholes. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the way we like to live our lives. Who's yeah. going? We're not going straight to 180, okay? One loophole at a time. Exactly. Exactly right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we're going to play a little game of he's a 10, but. Oh, I love this trend. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So he's a 10, but he's the president of an MC and he forces to you to your knees in front of his prospects to give him a blowjob. 15. <laughs> She just said, I love the meme. <laughs> Straight away. I actually, I actually did a TikTok about that. Like, I actually did a TikTok, like, with, that said, like, he's a 10, but, like, he forces, I can't remember what it was now, but it was something like that. And people in the comments were like, he's a 15, he's a 20. And I was like, yep, he is. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Yes, we need to totally do a TikTok like that about it. I've got so many ideas. I'm like, I'm going to make so many TikToks about this series. Like, I actually said to Amanda, I'm like, that that one that was like, oh, spit my mouth, spit my mouth. That's fucking nasty. I'm like, this book. <laughs> this has yeah. got this. When it first came out, someone actually tagged me in a TikTok with that sound. And I forgot all about the sound. I was like, oh, my God, this sound is perfect. Like, I love this so much. This, so, yes. um, this book. <laughs> um, okay. He's a 10. But he didn't see through your false smiles and well timed kiss, and then left you with your tor- with your torture for two years. <laughs> oh, you know, that's a hard one. Yeah, <laughs> God. hard one. You know, he shouldn't have left her. He should have seen through it. But then, if he did see through it, they wouldn't have been a book. But no, he should have seen through it. Like they've been friends. If he could pull his head out of his ass, then he would have seen it instead of being just jumping to jealousy. So he's a three. Oh, I thought maybe a seven. (laughs) You're like three. Yeah. When we just when we're just isolating it to this, we've got got to mark it off its merits. 
And, you know, I'm, I, I know I'm backing up my Rebecca Gurley here. She's very much going to be in her villain era now. Like, she's been betrayed. She's been pissed she's off. She's got she's the tattoo much- now. Yeah, exactly. She's going to be a bad bitch. So, yeah, she's, he's a three. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Okay. So he's a 10, but he notices that you have a brand on your skin. And instead of realizing it was given to you against your will, he brands you with his own mark. He's a 10. <laughs> Jealous, he sees it, he's jealous, he's possessive. He's like, you're not having some other guy's mark on you. I'm putting my mark on you. He's a Sorry, I should have finished it off with, then he goes down on you. My bad. (laughs) (laughs) My bad. We don't want to leave it there. We've got to get to the best part. He brands me because he's jealous and then he makes me come. He's a 10. Yeah, also um, that after scene where like she walks in and she's covered in blood and Aiden's like, what happened to you? And then he turns around and Killian's there and he's like, oh, for fuck's sake. I love it because the girlies always go mad for the, like, who did this to you trope. Yeah. So very much have, like, a little mini, that kind of moment where she comes in the blood of Aiden season. He's like, you know, his mask drops away from him and he's like, oh, my God, like, what happened? And then he sees Killian and he's like, oh, you're a slut. Oh, <laughs> fucking hell. Not again. Seriously, yeah. killer. Seriously. Yeah. Couldn't keep it in your pants for, like, two seconds. Absolutely love that bit. Straight into the blood kink. Great. We love a good blood game. We love it. Absolutely. That was the oh. hard thing about writing with Samantha now, because when you're writing on your own, you can very much like, you know, no one could stop me from putting a group bang in the prologue. No one could stop me from like Aiden putting Rebecca on her knees and like the blood and the knives coming out. It was all great. Like they were spitting, it was everything. Whereas like I would I was going to Samantha with my crazy ideas and she was like, Gabby, like that can't happen till book two. And I was like, but why? Why can't <laughs> I need it now? I need it now. Jeez. She's promised me extra delicious kinks for book two, so it's fine. But I'm just like, but I want them now. <laughs> I love it. I love that. One last question. If you were if you were a chair, what celebrity would you like to sit in you? Oh, I mean, it should be the way around. Like, if they were a chair, what would I like, you know? Oh my god, yes, we need to flip this question around from now on. Uh, Chris Evans, I could give you, I mean, do you want one or do you want a list? Oh, you can go forever you want. Uh, Chris Evans, Steele James, Chris Hemsworth, Harry Styles. Ooh. That's all I can think of right now. Like, they're the top four, I'd say. Yeah, I think that's good. I'm Why glad you? that you're prepared with this answer as well. Like it's, it's good like that you've got the them only handy. one that was like, boom, I have the answer to this. Like yeah, and also were... we're going to change out the way we ask that question from now on, Beck. If yeah. you could sit on a celebrity, yeah, <laughs> would it be? <laughs> yeah. If you... <laughs> Let's just say they were a chair. We'll try and make it like. Oh, not, not their creepy. face? Okay, sorry. I mean, well, it yeah, could be I... their face. In my head, when you said it, I was imagining those celebrity face smushed on the seat of the chair. Yes, they are the chair. That's what I was thinking. (laughs) They're the chair. It's like a little smushed up Chris Evans, like cushion on the chair. Yeah. (laughs) How creepy. (laughs) (laughs) But I was literally thinking the same thing. As soon as you said the question, I was like, oh, well, I wouldn't be the chair because I want to be the one doing the sitting. (laughs) That is a good, that is a good point. Thank you oh, for bringing that to our attention. We've probably overlooked that. Yeah. I mean, it's all you've got to always be thinking about the positions and stuff when you're writing. This is true. That's this true. is true. Yeah. See, we 
we're not writers. We didn't consider this, but now we have been enlightened. Yeah. That's honestly probably the thing I find hardest is like you'll be in the middle of a smut scene and you really feel it and you're like, wait, where are they? Like who, what, Whose what are leg is there? Yeah. <laughs> Not ashamed to say I have borrowed my kids' Barbies to act out the scenes and been like, right, this is <laughs> I love that. <laughs> ah, it's, okay, it's very hard to, you know, get a visual. So you got to do what you got to do. Well, I've got to say that Caroline Peckham um, has to do that. Like, I don't know if you've seen her extensive Barbie uh, collection that looks like oh, her characters. Fox, don't you? Uh, huge fan of the Twisted Sisters and huge, 100%. Like, I loved the whole Kings of Quarantine one because Saint Memphis has my whole heart and soul. I don't care how mean he was. <laughs> I love the mean ones. Obsessed with him. And yeah, when she started doing that whole little Barbie series, so she should definitely start doing, you know, which position are we in in this She's one? Definitely and acting that out. With have, you, have you read? Have you read that series, the Kings of Quarantine series? We oh, haven't have. read that one yet. We haven't read that one yet. I know we've read almost every other series, but not that one yet. It's on the list. Oh, CCC. I can admit now, I'm not. I've not read Zodiac Academy. I'm very much. I haven't read Zodiac Academy. I have. Amanda has. I'm the drama, and I'm just like, I've got enough cliffhangers of my own going on. I can't be getting involved in other people. So when it's done, I will give it a try. Not too long now. Not too long. Four months. I learnt my lesson because I read Kings of Quarantine. God, I can't remember what the series is called now. I read the Kings of Quarantine series as they came out. So it was when I was on Bookstagram. So I had to wait in between them. And God, it was killer. Like, yeah. I try not to read anything with a cliffhanger now because it really depresses me. Like, at the minute, what I'm most excited yeah, for. you write is, them. I mean. You know, I know. Is, you know, the Peter Pan series that uh Nick by Nicholas and crew yeah oh my god i'm dying for the third book i know <laughs> same i'm i it was same. so good i've I, seen the first one and i didn't read it immediately and my friend sam who does my covers um she was like you're gonna love it like you have to read it you will love it so i like i picked up and i was like yeah okay like it was one of them like really late in bed and i was like i'll just give it a little start now yeah i read the whole thing the whole yeah. thing no, they, yeah, it's never a good a idea to start late. Like, it was so good. Oh, so, so good. I was so surprised. I I didn't know I needed like a Peter Pan retelling in my life like yeah. that. One. And you know what? It was, it's the way it's been done. Like I, I love a good retelling, but she's done it so clever. Like the way she's included the characters and gave yeah. them their own backstories like with hook and stuff oh and the crocodile. It's just so interesting. Like yeah. I honestly would have read like, full full length novels about it because it was just I love it so much yeah it's always oh. like I was trying to like I've read I've read you know like Peter Pan retellings but nothing that yeah. nothing that was actually it's literally like an adult version of Peter Pan like it's, yeah. it's so, clever. so clever yeah it's it's the exact it's yeah that's what I was trying to uh, I was saying to Amanda it's like you know you read some that where it's like you know a modern day Peter Pan or whatever but yeah. this is Peter Pan yeah. r-rated you know it's very common to read like the beauty and the beast tropes isn't it like because you get the whole like yeah. you kidnap someone and keep so like and yeah you know it's like a beauty and the beast kind of thing but it's not beauty and the beast whereas this yeah. was like like say it was like watching peter pan but yeah it was peter pan it, but, but like hot, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hot <yeah. laughs> except see i think amanda's uh so peter pan was my childhood favoriteest movie and book ever amanda's is um creepy it's like Willy Wonka and the chocolate factory I don't know how you'd turn that into a I don't think I'd want to retell in the fact mine was Robin Hood 
I don't think I've not. I don't think there is. I don't know if there is Robin Hood retellings, but I've not read any. So if there is, I feel like there is. I feel like I've seen it like not that long ago. Hang on, there's just something about him, wasn't there? Like you know, robbing the rich and giving to the poor, and you 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 could just tell he was a ladies' man. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, I I I don't know how you'd do Willy Wonka though, Amanda. They'd be quite. Look, if there's an author listening that wants to give it a go. Yeah. But Beck has a major problem with Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Like, Amanda major problem. An arc of it. <laughs> I, feel I don't like see how that could get turned into a smart book. I feel like it would be very much like the playful kind of smutty retelling. It wouldn't be like a serious one. Like, like, yeah, you can come and eat my chocolate kind of thing. <laughs> it would definitely be. <laughs> some serious triggers in it. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us. Uh, we will post all of the links in the episode description and um no doubt you'll be hearing from us as we catch up with the other uh books that we've discussed. <laughs> no, we won't yell. There might be some strongly worded uh, direct well, messages. <laughs> I get I get them every day, so it's fine. Probably <laughs> I read them and I'm like, oh, I've broken another heart. It's fun. <laughs> I love it. Yes, I love it when there. my heart's obliterated. Mm. Yeah. Makes yeah. me feel alive. Yeah. Yeah, we're it. here for it. We're here for like, it. I, I do that because that's how I want to feel when I read a book. Like I want to if I'm not screaming at my book, then it's not good enough. Do you Absolutely. think it'll make me cry? What? This the cliffhanger of book three. Of book three. Oh, okay. Yeah. Ooh, uh, I don't think it'll make you cry. I think it will make you angry, hurt, upset, and what the fuck is going on? But oh. no tears. Okay. Okay. All right. That's why I think it's worse because, like you say, the first cliffhanger in distrust is is sad, isn't it? Like it's shocking. But it's also sad, but you, I feel like you don't get the chance to be sad because of how, you know, the last two lines and the last two shots that are fired, you can't, you know, grieve over Angel because you're like, what the hell's going on? And I personally didn't think book two, when I wrote book two and I wrote the end, I was like, this is fine. Like, it's such a chill ending. Like, I thought everyone would be like, oh, yeah, it's, you know, nothing compared to book one. But people still yelled at me and I was like, this is calm. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with this one. But... Yeah, I in my opinion, book three is the worst. I'm trying to think if it's the worst that I have done. Yeah, I think it'll be the worst I've done because obviously all the, the Black Hallows, they end on cliffhangers as well. So I get yelled at for those ones as well. But that's a complete series, so it's fine. When you get yelled at, do you just go, thank you? I love it. <laughs> Job done. I know I shouldn't. I know I shouldn't, but I absolutely love it. Because I know, the thing is, if I feel like I want to yell at an author, I know the author's done a good job. So if someone like comes into my DMs or they're commenting on my posts or TikToks and stuff and they're yelling at me, I sort of do like a little internal happy dance because I'm like, well, you, you're obviously yelling because you've connected with the characters, you've connected with words that I write. So it's always crazy to me, but I'm like, yay, I made you yell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. I've had a few tears as well. So that not from Crows. I don't think from Crows anyway, but from my other series. I had some tears and like I'm evilly like cackle over that as well. I'm like, yes, I made some cry. I've I'm achieved evil. something here. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. 
Well, I'm sure we'll talk to you again because, you know, we need to be kept up to date with these things. Um, But thanks for joining us. (laughs) 